So how are you today, man? Good. Thanks for setting this up. We love the fire. Yeah. <laughs> the smoke was pit. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I saw your, uh, I saw your movie uh, come out in Halloween. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. And I saw you repost the trip. Yeah. I want to talk about trip again. I know we did that in the first <laughs> video, but you know I'm a fan, right? Yeah. I think I've seen, I don't know, trip like a dozen or two times. Yeah. Probably most, you know. You're yeah. probably up there with like most viewings of yeah, it. Yeah. You know? If you look at who views it the most, if you could break it down, <laughs> yeah. probably the same IP address now. Yeah. Yeah, no. So your, your Halloween movie, you teased it on, on TikTok, and by the way, Congratulations that you've got 1.4. I just yeah. looked just right now. 1.4 million yeah. followers on TikTok. And I think I looked a couple weeks ago, it was 1.3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it's growing really fast. Really fast. Boy, when did you hit the tipping point on that? Um, how to get a girl at a party. At a party. That was it. That was it. <laughs> that was, it was the that was <laughs> moment. Yeah. In five hours, it got 2.2 million views. Oh, okay. One of my favorite things to do is to post a TikTok, take a nap, and then wake up to all these views. Right. And that was like the most... Like, Whoa, two, in five hours, 2.2. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I still think some of my favorite of your TikToks are I Touch the Wall. Yeah. I mean, that obviously was... It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to duet that with you. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> And uh, the Elf song, I think yeah. it's a classic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But some of your most views on TikTok have come from like just hugging your brother. I know. Like something like eight million views. October, like, dude. What was that about? Like you hugged him and did these little little hand pecks. You <laughs> the whole family like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> some of those were four yeah. seconds long. They're really really funny. Dude, I went viral doing that with all four of my siblings. Right. In, in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy, and you know my mom's birthday is coming up soon. Dad's is in January, so you have to have you some know, fun here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um, I think like when you watch your TikToks, it's just you kind of having fun being you. Right. You're not putting on like massive production. You're yeah. just being super silly, mm -hmm. which is kind of who you are. No doubt. I love that. But then on on Halloween, you release this. Really awesome four and a half minute little horror flick. Yeah. And it was just you. And it was your first horror flick you've ever done, right? At all, yeah. I mean, you've done drama, you've done comedy, but you've never done horror. Yeah. So tell me about it. How did you come up with the idea of the harmonica? Mm. So, um, every year, Octobers have been increasing for me. Okay. Uh, for the past, like, three. Uh, what does that mean? Increasing. That means so the first year I watched probably like 12 horror films that I had never seen okay and I was like oh dude <laughs> you mean like three years ago uh yeah <laughs> so yeah you, so you had worn into the horror genre must have been oh man it must have been like right after Chicago so but yeah no okay. I, I wasn't familiar with the best of the best of the genre okay so give me the what's the best of the best of the genre the thing um oh yeah uh, I consider the Babadook to be one of them. Uh, the Witch, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Right. I just hadn't um, never worked your way through those classics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to kind of study those Nightmare on Elm Street and what is that? You said to study them. To study them. So yeah. You, you watch them for pleasure, but to study them too. Absolutely. Oh wow. To study the genre. I think it's not each film individually. It's like what can you do in the genre. Interesting. Yeah. Were you kind of constantly thinking about? I need to make a film. 
or did that just kind of come about after the fact? So this last one, I watched The Exorcist, right. and I actually, I haven't watched a movie since October 19th, uh, The Exorcist. Oh, it was the last movie you watched? Yeah. Oh, wow. It just happens to be the last movie I watched. Um, so, I watched it, and just, I had, I had had bits of inspiration leading up to that, and then the, Watching that movie confirmed it that I need to make a horror film. Wow! Um, and I bought the book, The Exorcist, and I really haven't even like gotten into it much. And what was it about? What was the for you that that inspiration point that said, "Oh, I'm going to make a movie now after mm-hmm. The Exorcist"? Because it is a classic in the genre, yeah. right? And you sent me a great video about the backstory around it, about the filming yeah. of it, about the curse of the movie, and all this right. really interesting stuff. But from a movie perspective, I mean, this was this was a game changer. It's one of those films that comes along and like the horror genre is never the same after it. Yeah. Right. right. So what inspired you? Well, it was the harmonica. Um, so the harmonica I got at CCTV, CC Media. I just walked in there and the secretary offered me uh, the, uh, a harmonica randomly. And so I'm actually... This goes back to um, a theory that I have of Eden, where I don't necessarily consider the the fruit tree chosen to have any significance. Mm. I think it was just like, hey, don't touch that tree. It's like a father testing his, he's saying, mm. test me. Right. And um, so I, I chose a simple uh, harmonica. I chose a simple inanimate object that would be the same thing. Do not play. Oh, so you get you. the first seed of temptation after that to like, oh. what if I did? And how did that come to you watching The Exorcist? I'm kind of curious, what's the connection? You said you were inspired. Was something in The Exorcist, the movie, something about a harmonica in there? Or, or was it just something kind of just clicked with you and then you connected it to the harmonica? I think it was... The, the demonic part of Exorcist that was um, I believe wholly in that realm right yeah. the spiritual and, uh, realm right absolutely yeah and that movie truly terrifies me right so I think that's where it lies because it's hard for me to get scared by a horror film um, I, I watch the, the new It right um, no offense to the filmmakers, but I'm watching this thinking, I think I'm supposed to be scared or unnerved right now. And you're but like, I'm, I'm fine. But I'm really not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I am fine. <laughs> and um, so I wanted my horror film. I had a friend tell me, man, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, in an affecting way or like, yeah. in, a, in a, oh, that's just weird way. Yeah. And he goes... Maybe not either of those. Right. You know, it's in this other category, and he couldn't place it. And I was like, yeah. I think that's what I was going for. I wasn't going for, like, gore. I was going for, like, an icky, like, man. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, you know, I think you and I were mentioning, I mentioned this to you the other day, but I read a, a quote or something about an author, a book, right? And the, there's a relationship between every reader and every book that's really unique. No one experiences the book the same. Yeah. The same, same as the movie, right? 
no one experiences a movie exactly the same. Right. And you're not necessarily making it for a mass crowd, you're making it for the individual who's going to be touched by it in his or her unique way. And that was my experience of it, too. I didn't get all the, uh, the background thought into it until we talked after the fact. Yeah. But once you were kind of explaining to me what went into it, I was like, oh, totally. So you're watching The Exorcist and the demonic part, yeah. and you're going, okay, there's, there's a seed here. There's something for me to talk about. Yeah. And then you go to CCTV at some point before or after watching the movie, and you get a harmonica. Yeah. And you're like, this this is the tree mm-hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Don't eat it. Yeah. Don't play it. Mm-hmm. And then what happened from there? So... Um I played the harmonica, you know. Uh, kind of a side note: I wanted to figure out a horror score solely harmonica. I was like, that would be. Uh, it would have to be very intense in order to be affecting Tenny Three. So parts. I mean, I have uh, certain takes on my hard drives that are like 10 minutes and there's several of them of me just uh, tooting around on the harmonica. I'm just figuring out what sounds right. icky to me. Right. And, oh, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so in, in the film, uh, one of the, the background thoughts behind it is that harmonica represents something that you're not supposed to play. Yeah. Don't, don't touch it. And so initially, the character says... Uh, receives a harmonica on the porch. I looked over here because you filmed it here, right? Yeah. Right over there on the porch. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so the, the character receives a package. Yeah. And the package says, do not play. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of interesting that it was still delivered to the person, right? Right. Like, here's the op- here's something. Yeah. It exists. It's playable. Yeah. Right. It's in perfectly good working condition. But do not play. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then what happens in, in the character? Um, he is in, he is scared by it. Um, it overwhelms him almost immediately when you're walking out of the room and it it plays right. without permission. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the next yeah, thing yeah, you know, it's, look, it's, it's going in the trash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so that right there, I mean, that right there is my struggle with any sin or vice. That is the, I mean, it's on it's on film. That is the, um, not definition, but you know what I'm saying. That's so good. It's almost like the things that create vice in us right. have a life of their own. They have their own existence, right? Yeah. And so, while you're doing your own thing, the harmonica plays, the device lives, it calls you. Mm-hmm. And so you try and toss it. Yeah. But, it comes back. It does. It right. does. Stronger. Stronger. Oh, is that... Stronger. Oh, that's the motif. It comes In back stronger. In the window. Yeah. 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 Comes back um, here in the backyard, and then in the front porch um, and I also indicate the doorbell as happening one time in the beginning and then three times 
right there. Gotcha. I love that thought. And if yeah. you hadn't pointed out, I wouldn't have picked up on that very, sure. very thoughtful element of it, right? Yeah. So it's coming back saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Well. I also, when I recorded those, I recorded a pound on the door right. and then a dot, 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 like that. And I don't think I ever put it in, but there's still room for a sequel because, yeah. you know, who knows that burning the harmonica in the end really gets rid of it right you know yeah. <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah i love you i think you should do a sequel that would be amazing yeah because my <laughs> my notion there is that sin is just something you will have for the rest of your life mm. if you fall if you plant that seed um you're never going to be able to really get into the roots and like dig it out until uh until we go home until you go home yeah right well that's a great thought. So eventually, the character then does something. I think like I'm picking up on on the, you know, your your motif now. So now he goes into a secret place. He goes into the shed. Yeah, dark, right. dark, mm-hmm. right? And alone, hidden, alone, secluded, secluded yeah. in his own little world. And he's like, "What is this thing?" Mm-hmm. And then he plays it. And he plays it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that not what happens? Yeah. You know. That's how you start. The, the amount of time that I just spend in my bedroom or uh, or even in my car just like really or I can even be with people yeah, right. and not there you know oh right absolutely kind of get the, the harmonica can kind of be calling out to you yeah it doesn't have to be technically secluded you mm-hmm. can be secluded inside even while you're yeah. surrounded by a crowd of people family events you can right. be at a family event and texting somebody I'm not supposed to be texting right you know and it's it's my own thing right uh, I have I picture somebody somebody um, at a table who and they're in regular motion and everybody is in a different speed as right. or a different color grade or you know but yeah that's exactly what it's like so I had to depict it I love that, and I love how you depicted it. That scene in the shed is amazing. For sure, it's a, I love it. Yeah. I love the shadows. I love yeah. that nothing's really clear. Yeah, but you know exactly what's going on, right? I love oh, just the lighting. I, yeah. I remember just like walking past it and seeing the light and being like, "Oh, dude, that is it! I can get a wide, just yeah. like throw it." And 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 then I experimented with where to stand too. Right. I, I stood back further and I picked that lighting. I love the silhouette. Yeah, um, that was that was perfect for sure. It was really perfect. Ended up being a great teaser too. Yeah, well, that yeah. was a good teaser. Yeah, I, I love that you released your <laughs> teaser and you hadn't even finished the film yet, right? Yeah, I hadn't finished filming. <laughs> yeah, I I finished the morning of Halloween day, but I wouldn't have had it any other way because I don't know if I mentioned you, but I meant to. Um, I only filmed when I had inspiration. Right. There, uh, that night... You didn't force it. The I didn't force it at all. The 30th. I'm. It's like 9.15 and I'm like, man, I need to film this thing if I want to release it tomorrow. But you couldn't. I it couldn't. Wasn't there. It wasn't there. I was playing Skyrim at like 3 in the morning and <laughs> podcasting and then it came to me. And it was right there. It was. And I got up and filmed it. <laughs> Yeah. That's so good. You put it together and you released it the same day. <laughs> At 5.30 in the morning, a couple oh, hours later. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. So what happens to the character after he plays the harmonica? So he goes to his own secluded place. Um, 
Yeah. He plays it and nothing immediately happens. Right. This is where I take um, inspiration from the Babadook. And it be kind of, um, she becomes uh, possessed in the film. So my character did. And I experimented. I initially had a shot that was up here, like that. And I bend it. Oh, it might actually be in the film. I think it is actually. Um, but I, I experimented with how to um, play that because I didn't want it to be. I also initially had it like, ah, you know, yeah. just like. Um, You're trying different ways of being. Of being possessed. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. But I never wanted. To me, it never meant possessed. Right. It meant. Um, um, I don't even know if oppress is the word. I, right. It's just a part of your life, it's attached. Right. And you're practicing it. Yeah, right. So, um, well said. Well said. Shoving the food into my mouth. Right. I'm not chewing. I'm just like, uh, uh, because that's the sin. It doesn't even have to. I mean, that is also a, a gluttonous right, just sin. But I'm also just, you know, it's just sheer um, lack of control. Just oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, over excessive. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And and when did it come to the part where it gets exercised? Because there was a little. There was a kind of showing the oppression, possession, yeah. the attachment, all of that. Mm. And then there's that great scene in the bathroom where you vomit this thing up. Yeah. And because everything that you do becomes regurgitation of that sin. Yeah. Um, so good. I notice it in myself. I notice it in other people. Like, when there's a... People have a hard time, sin wants to be found out. That's... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like a serial killer um, desires opening that newspaper and knowing that they that they found the scene and like going back into like in their mind they fantasize about them finding that scene and like what took place and, and that's, that's the, why they return to it and that's kind of the life of sin. sin yeah, wants, sin wants to read about itself in the paper. Yes. So to speak. Yes. Oh wow. Uh, sin, um, you know, if uh, I noticed that with like comedy, a lot of jokes, um, you can find a lot of truth if you if you yeah. take apart absolutely. jokes. Yeah, you can get to the heart of that person telling absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We we love our comedians. Right. Yes. They say things that other people can't say. Yeah. Especially in this weird politically correct world. Mm. The last thing you ever want to shut down is comedians. <laughs> yeah. Right. We need to laugh. Yeah. yeah. So then at the, the very end of, of the uh, the movie you got the regurgitation scene and the character finds himself um, in front of a candle and he says, This little light of mine. Yeah. And it's kind of going back because to me that's an old like a song from Sunday school, or mm-hmm. from child childhood times with your parents, or you know, maybe campfire times. It's very to me. It kind of took you back to to me. It was a being a kid again, kind of being innocence. Yeah, going back to innocence um, and saying this little light of mine, kind of staying near the light, even a small light. Right, because it's such a simple ask yeah. that the Lord uh, requests of us. Oh yeah. It's it's as small as a little candlelight. Yeah. It's uh, ask me into your heart and like okay. find some redemption, find some um, find some freedom of this sin. Yeah. You know. And and that's where the movie closes. Yes. It ends on that little this little light of mine you fade. Yeah. Well, 
That's good, man. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You did a lot in four and a half minutes. I mean, yeah. I looked for stuff like wasted time, and it really yeah. wasn't anything in there. It was very nicely put together. And so if you haven't seen um, the harmonica, please watch it. You'll see it on Colin's YouTube channel, or is it on any other platforms? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, IGTV. Okay. That's my first uh, TV video that I've posted. It's you know, longer than a minute. So, yeah. Good. And so then that makes me think of trip because you just reposted that right to YouTube. I did. I got a notification. I thought it was up there before. Was it not? Was it on none of the platform? Maybe? It was up there. I was not satisfied with the view count. <laughs> oh. It was like two sixty eight, and I was like, "Oh, give me more!" And I got more. I got more than that in thirty minutes that it was posted. Good. That's why you reposted it. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. uh, people don't tend to. When people find you, it's rare that they're going to go all the way down. Go back and, and look at some of yeah. your work. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I noticed I get notifications when you post new stuff. And I was like, I thought this was out there, but I ended up watching it again. Mm. I'll have to confess, uh, I was driving the first time I saw it again. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> doing this. Yeah. I had this camera sideways on the dashboard. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Okay, so let's talk about Trip. I know about a year ago we had our first interview, and I think Trip was a big part of our conversation at the Salem Roundtable. Yes. But I'd really like to visit this again because every time I watch the movie, I'm thinking about more thoughts. And I want to say again, I really love the intro shot for some reason. Yeah. The guy doing the dishes. Uh, well, what's his character's name? Um, I don't remember. His name, but yeah. yeah. I love the camera angle there. It's just on him doing dishes. And you've got this activity in the background that just seems to work for me. I don't know why. Like, I really like it. Yeah. And I love the mom as an actress. Yeah. She really just carries it. Like, she was really my teacher. Well. Yeah, you're saying that. I didn't yeah. know that. It's up to the fact. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. missed that. Too. I was like, oh, no wonder. Yeah. She's an acting teacher, right? Yeah. And she does... Stage. The, right. She taught stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's actually... She's a little bit... Stagey. Okay. In the, in the so performance. So you, you feel that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a different kind of acting, right? Yeah. Stage versus camera. Mm. Gotcha. But she articulates really well, and I yes. think she sets up the character for you. Yeah. Because they have a conversation about parole, right? Mm. You kind of get, without getting the background, you get the background. Yeah. This kid's been in trouble. Mom's really worried about him. You know, is he going to report to his PO? Yeah. All these things, right? Her focus is also on the other child, you know? She has to go around the corner, like, attend to her mm. and leave Dylan. It is Dylan to yeah, the dishes. And, um, yeah, uh, the, the sister coming in just happened one take. Right. And we said, hold on, before you leave, can you actually do that again? Right, yeah. And just say, hey, mom, and yeah. then, you know, you can leave. Um, <laughs> Did that perfect when that works out? Like, dude. Like, hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, I know it sounds really stupid, but. I feel like we've talked about this before, but also it really hit me that the movie Trip is about the trip they both take to the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's about their exactly. journey. It includes something exactly. about their history, but something about where this ends. Yeah. And they take kind of different paths. You kind of record them getting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, he's buying mushrooms. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, buying mushrooms. Yeah. So that would be also um, where... You know the psychedelic meaning comes from, oh, but yes, right. it is um, about that journey because uh, Dylan is driving and then the dealer walks, and it actually right. it stays on him for most of the journey. Right. 
because it ends up being about him. Mm. Um, and, and what is his trick? So, can you identify the point in the conversation in which he switches over to now I'm going to make this decision when you watch it? Okay, I think it's because you may have coached me on it and I've watched it. Sure. I think it's when he says, oh, damn, twice. Yeah. And I think the second time he sees the money. Yeah. And that was like, watching it again, you know, I've talked about this movie a lot. Damn. Right? And then he starts letting Dylan talk. <laughs> he starts letting Dylan talk. And they feel like they're in this really cool conversation. Yeah. And they're talking about life. They're talking about meaning. Yeah. They're talking about purpose. Getting encouraged. Yeah. Right. Really <laughs> things that friends would talk about. Yeah. And for some reason, getting the few bucks in his wallet, like, is more important than that friendship. And it's always such an interesting take on human nature. Yeah. That people, I mean, they're friends. They're obviously, right? Yes. They're talking. It's yeah. encouragement. And the next thing you know, the camera pulls away and you see the flash. Like the first time I saw the movie, I did not expect that. Like, I had no idea where this was going. I was like... And then he just very coldly puts the piece away. The money he walks yeah. out. Yeah. And the movie ends with the people coming through the parking lot. Yeah. The movie ends as cold as he is. Yeah. Perfectly said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What inspired this, this movie? I remember... I remember Joe's... Um, we were a class of five, and there were a bunch, there were like 11 films being made, and so my group of five had to pick a director, producer, screenwriter, whatever, so, um, and Joe had this script, and the one that he submitted was a lot better than the one that I submitted, but when I read his script, I didn't like it, and it was trip. I didn't like it at all. I read it, and I was like, what the hell is this? But he, he, um... There were a couple of movies he recommended, and a couple of those I had already seen. So there, we were able to like really, like, oh, that's the tone you're trying to go for. Oh. Now I can see it in the writing. So then, I think together we ended up watching those movies that I hadn't, and there were quite a few of them, like Drive, right? Um, Only God Forgives, Nicholas Reffin type stuff. Drive, Drive. Now I see it. Drive, Drive. Yeah. Is- Oh, the moment, the moment <laughs> yeah. when you see his violent side, you're like, yeah, what? Like, in the <laughs> elevator, yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting the now I'm getting the tone and the inspiration yeah. to trip. Oh, there it is. Totally. Yeah, mm. perfect. We never really unpacked that before. Is how you guys kind of arrived at that tone and yeah. at the mood and at the character. Uh, did you watch the behind the scenes? I, of Drive? Yes. I did not know. I posted that right after. Oh, okay. So you should go back. It's like seven minutes, but you can watch us make the movie. Oh, behind the scenes trip. Yeah. Oh, I'll did totally check that? it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Drive, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I will okay. totally check yeah. it out. No, thanks for the heads totally. up on that. Totally. Um, tend to our fire here. Yeah, so you can see us like, oh, we Smoke, have a... Smokeless Pit brought to you by Colin Everett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a... A couple of deleted scene shots, and there's one in there where the where the dealer is taking a piss, 
but the shot is on him from here, from up top, and he's just looking at the sky. Yeah. And he refers to this moment when he gets into the van. He says, uh, oh, man, I was getting emotional. Right. I was taking a piss. He does. And this I is that the, shot. I wondered about yeah. that. I want you to see this yeah, shot. Yeah, oh, gotcha. So why yeah. did you delete the scene? Um, it, it's too long. It was, it was just, it made the, the movie too long. Gotcha. Um, I didn't want Joe to take it out, but he did. Okay, gotcha. I'd love, I'll go back and watch it. Totally. I remember thinking this time around, I, I listened to that, and he's like, I was, I was out there taking a fist, getting emotional. And it felt a little unattached, like I wasn't right. sure what that was about. I just kind of went with it. Yeah. But now I get it. So he's literally thinking about something while he's taking a piss. in yes. the sky. Yeah. What's interesting is this cap. It's cap. Look at the smokeless. Oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> Back to the smokeless. You'll never experience smoke in the Colin Everett smokeless pit. So, what I love about Trip, though, I'll be honest with you, is, and what I love about, like, Dostoyevsky, uh, uh, Crime and Punishment, for example, or Notes from the Underground, is it's the exploration of the human condition and all of its wonder, its glory. It's absolute brutality. Yeah. The notes, um, crime and punishment is about this guy who's a little crazy, commits a brutal murder, and the whole bulk of the book is him dealing with himself after the murder until he finally comes to confession. And even as a murderer, a double murderer, he killed a, a, an old woman and then her daughter, uh, brutally killed her. He still finds redemption in the end. There's still something about him that is, is worth redeeming. Sure. There's still something good in him. And Dostoevsky is constantly teasing apart the human human condition. Right. Right? That people can be monsters and they can be good people. And even the person who's a monster has redeemable qualities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And even someone who is redeemable can sometimes be a monster. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and you're just kind of watching. It's such an incredible book. You just kind of watch this unfold and... And every character in there, you see Dostoevsky goes into such detail in these conversations.